Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Post weekend review show. I know it's been a few weeks, but I am your host Ali, and joining me, as always, when we actually record, are David Simon. How are we, gentlemen? Uh, not too bad, thank you. Yeah, bring back the national break, please. It's been it's been a long. So can we? Can you remind me which one's which again? <laughs> uh, I think I think I'm Ant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Simon is Simon's definitely the smaller of the two. Absolutely. Um, it's been a while, boys. Um, just before we even get to the Premier League, Simon, you were at both games for the for the England one. For I mean, how were the games? Take any anything from it apart from international football should be abolished. I mean, <laughs> the first game against Switzerland, I couldn't tell you anything that happened, and uh, I think as a seven degree, for once, that's nothing to do with me having had too many drinks. <laughs> I just can't remember <laughs> anything about that game, and Ivory Coast were rubbish before they had the man sent off. <laughs> Once they had the man sent off, it was a fairly pointless game, but uh, what else am I going to do on a Tuesday night? Yeah, I can think of a lot, a lot of things. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll go on to the the semi-important stuff. Um, I'm not even sure this is important anymore. Um, but <laughs> the early kickoff on the Saturday was Champions-elect Liverpool winning 2-0 at home at Watford. And by all accounts, weren't very, weren't very impressive in this game, side. Yeah, well, I mean, it wasn't the most entertaining of games, I'll be honest. Um, Liverpool, they just looked quite, they quite, looked quite tired, to be honest. Um, you know, when you think back to the first meeting between you two this season, which I think was Ranieri's first game, oh, however, however many managers go, that was for Watford. Um, <laughs> You absolutely destroyed them that day. And I mean, Watford's had a couple of pretty decent chances, I think, at Just one nil down. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, And then again, in the second half, I think it was João Pedro had a really good opportunity, which he should have put away, and he, he just took it wide. Um, I mean, Liverpool probably deserved the win on the balance of play, but it wasn't. One of the most convincing of performances going into, obviously you've got the Champions League on Tuesday and then the big one next Sunday. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, obviously at this stage of the season, it's the points that matter, I suppose. But it, it wasn't it wasn't vintage Liverpool where, what they have been in the last few weeks before the international break when you look at the front players were all sort of firing and 
looked really dangerous. As I say, it was just a sort of, I thought it was a quite tired performance, but obviously you got the goal. The Jota, he's just showing once again just what a good player he is and what a good goal scorer he is. And then obviously the late penalty at the end to, uh, to finish the game off. But yeah, functional three points, but not, not, you know, not, not the, the best game for the neutral to watch, I don't think. Yeah, no, I think you've you've covered that pretty summed it up really well. Um on the tire bit, Dave, I mean you you made a tweet earlier on, I seen somebody kinda of slagging off Salah a lot bit, but it does look really tired as well as this is like his rest patch, but he's played fourteen hundred and seventy one minutes for Egypt this season, let alone what he's played for Liverpool. Roberto Firmino, on the other hand, has played fourteen fourteen hundred and seventy minutes total. <laughs> Um, wow. So, I don't, yeah, I think Salah is maybe a slight bit overplayed. Um, I'd like to see him rested uh, midweek before City, so he's almost kind of chomping at the bit because he's been dropped. It's, uh, I mean, it's that time of season isn't it, where everyone's like a little bit tired. Um, I don't really bar the whole, he's played a lot for Egypt thing, because if you ever watch Egypt play it and the ball's in play for about 10 minutes, like, yeah. like, <laughs> like, Carlos Queiroz is their manager, and he's just like <laughs> anti-football. Like it's it's like Pulis on roids. It's awful. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, it's, it's a shame for Salah that he hasn't qualified, but it's it's not a shame for football because that Egypt team would have stumped up the World Cup. Um, so I'm not, you know, overly disappointed they haven't made it. Um, I feel like he's a bit of a broken man. Like he's a uh, obviously had the African Nations Cup final defeat uh, on pens and then they've gone out of the World Cup on pens and he's got to sit and look at like Sadio Mane like Daryl Strawberry every day who's just like <laughs> obviously grinning from A to A with going to the World Cup and, uh, and with his African Nations Cup medal on all the time and Salah's just like why me? <laughs> so I'm not surprised he's a bit, he's a bit down in the dumps um, as well as you say you've got 10 games in April uh, and that squad's going to need management. I was actually a little bit surprised that you were as strong as you were for this one. I was expecting to see maybe Simicast and Milner and you know some of the other kind of lesser lights because you've got Benfica on Tuesday, you've got Man City next week. Um, I don't doubt you'll, you'll play a scratch team in the FA Cup game against Man City, but um, I think, um, to be honest, Benfica have got no business being in the Champions League quarterfinal. They are absolutely turgid. Um, you'll battle them. I, honestly, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, if it's six or seven on aggregate. That's how confident I am they'll beat them. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I, I, I think a lot of Liverpool fans are thinking the same, which probably you shouldn't be. But I mean, I mean, if you think what you did to Porto, who were better than Benfica. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be a, a fairly rotated squad on Tuesday, especially with the, the game that is coming up as well. Uh, do, do, well... That's it. I mean, I'd be amazed if you didn't beat them in both legs. Um, and even if you, you know, even if you scratch a draw in Portugal, you'll battle them to death at Anfield. So, I think you'll yeah, be fine. Yeah, we're away first, aren't we? It's Portugal. Yeah, it's, it's the yeah. the ideal scenario for you, really. Um, did you do thoughts on the penalty? Quite content with it being given? Yes. I think there should be more of them given when there's just absolutely no attempt whatsoever to play <laughs> the ball. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I, 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 I thought the Six Nations finished a few weeks ago. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was, it was so, so poor. Um, Kuchka, was it? I mean, yeah. 
I mean, uh, to be honest, I don't think Liverpool were going to score a second goal if that hadn't happened because the pattern of play in the second half was like someone gets the ball between 30 and 20 yards out and blasts a shot into the uh, into the second tier. Like <laughs> there were some atrocious long-range shots on offer, um, and that was only marginally better than you know, what was happening before that, which was Salah got the ball, tried to do a trick, lost the ball over and over again. So. Um, I didn't really enjoy the match. I'm pleased you won from your point of view. I'm pleased Watford lost from my point of view. Um, aye, good for Elton John. <laughs> yes, um, I just I'm trying to find a tweet which might be the one of the most stupidest football and tweets I've seen. And oh, I mean that, that's that's a very that's a very difficult category to win. I mean, that's... so this this was the tweet that was aimed at Liverpool um, at the weekend. Without Allison this season, Liverpool are 100% no, not in the title race. 100% not close to the title race. Without a goalkeeper, yes, that tends to be how it works. <laughs> like, it's not like um, if we didn't sign Allison, then you know we just wouldn't have a goalkeeper. We'd have signed someone else. Uh, it's, honestly, I hate all that kind of crack. Where it's like, <laughs> well, you know, if, you, if your goalkeeper wasn't very good, you'd be very good. It's like, <laughs> cheers, lads. Good, good insight. Oh dear, but um. Yeah, I think everything's valid point. I, I mean, I still think Liverpool's going to win the league. Um, I think we beat City next week. If not, um, this might be the last time you hear me on the podcast, and it's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Because <laughs> <laughs> it might be unbearable after that. Well, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you. You'll hear no pro, no pro Man City bias from me. So. Apart from you keep predicting them on the league every time we talk about it. Well, I mean, that's a prediction. I mean, <laughs> still... I've got to be honest and truthful to myself. <laughs> You're putting those negative airways out there. Uh, Watford. Can... Actually, let's leave that chat till later on because there's certainly a lot happen today that we can tie it all in together. Um, right, we'll briefly brush over this. Brighton nil, Norwich nil. Brighton can't even score against Norwich, lads. We've reached peak Brighton. It's finally happened where they had something like 80% of the ball and 30 shots and no, and no goals. And they even got a penalty, which... That's good to see. They even missed a penalty. Which they blasted. Yeah. Blasted over the bar. It's like, well done, lads. And they got booed off. And uh, I, I mean, they'll probably go down next season when they go in Potter leaves. So let's look forward to that. That's one less team you've got to let to not to worry about, Dave. So it's it's always a <laughs> um, well, we've, we've nicked their um, well, we're trying to nick their um, director of football, but somehow like we can't have him until November for reasons no one seems to really understand. So I'm that's not sure good. you want him because they still don't have a striker, Dave. I'm not sure he's very good at his job. Well, we've got a striker, so we've done his job for him. He's just not, <laughs> you've done that. He's, he's just not very. <laughs> he's just not very well, but you know what. <laughs> When we get him for 10 games a season, he's dynamite. Yeah, uh, Simon, anything to say on Brighton Norwich? I mean, just clip up some things that we recorded about Brighton <laughs> at any stage over the last 18 months. <laughs> I'll like, tell, tell you what, mate. We sat here about, about two months ago and said, hey, if they beat Man United on, uh, on Wednesday night, they're going places. And they haven't won <laughs> or scored since. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is... It, it's like it's genuinely like Groundhog Day, isn't it? Oh. Every single week, I I don't understand how you can be like so play such nice football between the two eighteen-yard boxes. They defend their own box pretty well. They don't tend to concede many goals, 
but they are so abysmal in, in the final thirds. Right? It's it's really peculiar how how they've managed to assemble that team of like decent keeper, decent defenders, decent midfielders, non-existent National League quality strikers. It is ridiculous. It is absolutely remarkable, isn't it? Like, we've said this before, they've even tried buying the championship top scorer in Morphe, and that, ha- that hasn't really worked out, has it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really hard. It's really, really hard. And you kind of... I don't... I don't know how, how you fix it, because... Nah, well, I don't know either. Like, I can only say it in one way, which is like Potter leaves from his, you know... Presumably we'll see the writing on the wall and say, well, you know... I may as well take a better job while I've got the opportunity to. Because <laughs> they're only going to go one way. Well, they, unless they think that with their policy of just signing someone from every nation on the planet, eventually mm. they're going to unearth an absolute gem out of nowhere. Well, you say that, but like it's looking less and less likely, isn't it? I mean, didn't they sign that guy from the Belgian League for like six million quid in January? Quite probably. Well, I know. I mean, that's, uh, that's a very, 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 <laughs> very blanket statement. To make. <laughs> but but if he's not getting on the pitch, then what was the point? Like, well, what was it when you've got Danny Welbeck available? Well, that's it. I mean, sometimes he really puts puts the board out and plays Mopey and Welbeck just to see who can miss the most chances. <laughs> you know, when when Danny Welbeck is the answer, you really, really need to change the questions you're asking. Well, well that's it. I mean, he was barely the answer in like 2009, and now. Here he is. That, that was his peak years. Yeah. I mean, I, I I thought it was uh, funny, Dean Smith from Match of the Day, saying, like, I'm not even sure if this game should make it. And I, think, I think you're right, Dean. I don't even know why they bothered putting that on. I still can't believe we've spent three minutes talking about this game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, not about the game itself. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely not. Well, the, the only thing on the game is the penalty that they gave away. If anyone can explain what I think it was Sam Byron. I mean, the, he looked like he was playing basketball. Like, uh, yeah. Unbelievable. Someone wants to check his... his oh, I won't say that, because I'll get worked in <laughs> off the way. But, but, I mean, that was uh, a needless handball. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's get let's get off of that. Um, hopefully both teams get relegated this season. I know Brian... <laughs> Deserved to after that. Um, they they were our team for a while as well, but I've just. I, I feel that's it, Ali. I feel let down by them. I feel like absolutely. We, I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. I feel like, <laughs> like we put a lot of our our good eggs in that basket, and now we have no good eggs left. Yeah, I'm going to start tweeting this. Bad eggs, bad sour eggs. <laughs> um, on to bad eggs. Um, another couple of couple of teams that are full of bad eggs. Um, Burnley nil, Man City two. Um, looking more and more likely that Burnley are going to go down. These games in hand didn't really come into play, um, and just uh, a clean win for City. I think Burnley's idea here was to get through with as minimal damage as possible ahead of Wednesday, which is obviously a huge game. Um, them losing two 0 is like a win, I would say. It could have been a lot worse. I mean, goal difference-wise, it, yeah. I mean, I also said months ago, when this we looked at this fixture, this is exactly what would happen. They'd just get beaten 2-0 and just not lay a glove on them for the whole match. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like everybody against Man City. They just... well, well, yes, that's true. <laughs> like, 
if you attack City, you will score. It's, it's a guarantee. Every team who's actually tried to attack at least once has got a goal against Man City. But most teams just turn up, roll over, get a wee pat on the bum, put Pep on the way out the door, they'll take the 2 0 win, we won't go too hard on you, and then that's it. Was it Jonathan Pierce who said in commentary on last day, I was like, this isn't a little Sean Dyche before, so they're not pressing the ball. I was like, that's what Sean Dyche's teams do. <laughs> <laughs> Never done, they never done that. They play for set pieces and like it. <laughs> get it in the box. Get it in the box, get them under pressure. Um, no, I mean, this was everything you'd expect it to be. Um, and like I say, Wednesday night is quite possibly make or break of this season because even if they win, they're not out the bottom three. But uh, if, they, if they lose, they're, they're entrenched. I think that might be it for them. Yeah, I think so. Um, the... the it's on. It's an unusual thing to say about Burnley because it's very rare they're getting two wins back to back. But the next two games they need six points. Any, I think anything dropped out of those two games, and they're they're done. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, Everton, it, Norwich. Nor- Norwich away next weekend. I mean, yeah, Norwich away next weekend. I mean, if you ever heard a game will finish nil nil, it's probably that one. But, <laughs> but Burnley can't afford nil nils, like you say, especially playing two of the bottom four. I mean, oh, yeah, you know, they can't win those games at this stage. And I mean, who are you going to beat? That's the the question. I mean, Burnley, like, you have to be po- not positive because obviously it's well, it's hard being positive being a Burnley fan in general. But when you're looking at your fixtures, you've got to play Everton, you've got to play Norwich, um, you've got to play Watford, uh, you've got Villa, who could be on their holidays by then. But they've got us twice. We've got to play them twice because we so our, like, home, our so home game against them was in December was postponed. So that still hasn't been arranged yet. Oh, hopefully, can you not just play the one game? Nobody wants to see Burnley Villa twice. I I think you should play one game for 120 minutes where both teams wear their home kits and just <laughs> let, and just <laughs> let the madness commence. <laughs> no referees either. Just well, uh, why not? Uh, um. City, important one for City because they had all came off the top of the league for, I think, forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take the goal went in, but uh, yeah, we'll come on to Burnley again at the end. Once we've discussed all the the dross, we'll, we'll just talk about the relegation zone. Uh, anything to <laughs> add on Man City, guys? Because again, it's a bit like Brighton, but in a more positive. They just win. Like they're not. Games yeah. like that, especially. I mean, like, like Dave said, I think I don't think anyone was surprised to, to see it was either going to be like a sort of two nil, like it was cruise control, or they like put five or six past them without really having to try as well. That's it. When they get was the two nil up inside half an hour. Yeah, the game. The game was done. Like <laughs> they may as well have just walked off or <laughs> played a different sport for a minute, an hour, whatever was easier. Trying to look at the fixtures, like teams that have actually, you know, went on and they've not really Norwich um, in February, and then the six-three game Newcastle. Dave really was the last team, you know, that they they went on a route against, and that was yeah. When was that? December, December, December the seventeenth or something. I don't know. Yeah, the leads in yourselves. 
like back to back, and that was like you know where they they went at it. But City just they're so effective. They they really are. They're just a very expensive, pretty Stoke. <laughs> just do their job well. Wow. <laughs> Different style, but just it's um yeah, it's just not it's not it's not it's just not entertaining. Um, and I, if I had spent that amount of money, I'd want to be Barcelona, circa two thousand and what eight nine ish. I just get no joy out of them. No. And I mean, they used to be quite fun, didn't they? Like. I used to quite enjoy where, like, if City were on Sky at home to someone crap, you're like, well, you know, at least I'll see them win 4-0, and, you know, it'll be good. But now it's, it's, it just doesn't feel the same. Yeah, it's, it's bright with goals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot more, it's, it's just, it's more functional than entertaining, yeah. isn't it? No, it's, it's, it's functional, right? Ruthlessly yeah. functional, like a washing machine. <laughs> yes, that's what they are. They are a washing machine. <laughs> the same cycle over and over again. Sometimes it gets stuck in the. <laughs> oh dear, that's what it's come down to. We're now discussing Man City and washing machines. You're welcome, guys. You are welcome. <laughs> um, next knock, knock. Up. Well, speaking of surprises, speaking of entertaining, speaking of definitely not the usual, Chelsea won. Brentford, who Dave we had gone down just, just a month ago, uh, um, it's just another oh. top prediction, I'm afraid. Are <laughs> uh, we putting this overall, the overall turnaround from Brentford before we go on to that turn of the week? Are we putting this all down to Christian Eriksen? I think he's, he's definitely made an impact, hasn't he? Yeah, they look they look refreshed, don't they? They look. Uh, I think uh, they looked a bit stagnant for a while, as we said, but uh, yeah. This has kind of pepped them up when they've gone again. And, uh, I mean, I don't think anyone, even the biggest Brentford fan, would have seen them winning 4 1 at Chelsea. <laughs> no. um, but they thoroughly deserved it as well. Like, I know Chelsea always had a bit of a spell where they had, you know, shots on goal and things, but Brentford just had too much for them going forward. So they couldn't handle it. Um, I think Chelsea switched to play with the back four, looking at the team, which was a bit unusual. Um, how much of this as well do you think is down to the situation currently at Chelsea? Do you think they've taken their eyes off the ball a bit, or is it all on Brentford being good? Um, I do wonder that, especially because, is it Rudiger and Christensen? Are both out of contract. Not yeah. that Christensen played, obviously, so he's no part of this, but you know these players know they can't even be re-signed unless something drastic changes. Uh, so they're guaranteed. So, like, if you, like, I'm not saying Rudiger's thinking like this, but if you're Rudiger, are you really giving your all in games that didn't really mean anything? I mean, he did score from 40 yards yesterday, so uh, <laughs> that'll help. And to, to be fair, as uh, I think Ryan pointed out in in the group, the, this is basically the equivalent of their five-two defeat to West Brom last season. It's just yeah. like, where the hell has that come from? On the same weekend as well. Which is, uh, <laughs> Pretty ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, it was, I mean, like you said, I, I, surely there's not even yet any the most optimistic Brentford fan could have could have predicted that. I mean, I mean that did that result is the very definition of coupon buster. Yeah, I think they said. No, well, I mean, this is the barrier for what we judge our results on, but no one won the Super Six yesterday. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 
So there you go. Um, it's in, I'll be interested to see how Chelsea react to this because I mean they've got Real Madrid on Tuesday, which is a very different match, and you know there might be an element that they had sort of one uh, one eye on that result uh, on that fixture. But um, coming up in April, um, Chelsea have got some pretty tricky games. Has to be said. Um, Southampton away next weekend. You know Southampton seem to raise their game against the bigger clubs. Yeah. Um, the, the cup final against uh, semi final sorry against Palace, which Chelsea have had the easiest run ever to a cup semi final. Followed by they, they always do. I I, I guarantee I can find a Man City running to any of the last cups. Well, I mean, well, yeah, but at least Man City have drawn you in the semis. Whereas Chelsea had the option of you know yourselves, Man, Man City or Palace, and oh, they've got Palace. Fancy that? <laughs> so that'll be good. And they've got Arsenal and they've got West Ham. So, um. Lots of spice. Yeah. Um, the whole Chelsea thing, I've not even paid it. Has there been much update on changes happening financially for them? Well, there's that dude, uh, is it the Ricketts family or something, who they seem dead against getting, um, but he laid out some sort of eight-point plan to do. I don't really understand any of it, Ali, I'll be honest. Like... Abramovich has it. He's still allowed to decide who buys it, but isn't allowed to own the club himself. As I, I, I just, I just don't know. Right? It seems quite silly. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure more intelligent people than me um, know much better. But I, I, I feel it's almost a bit harsh on Abramovich. This just on my lack of intelligence. But I'm also extremely delighted that the situation is actually happening. So. Yeah, what can you do? Um, well, like I said last week, I'm you know sad for Sug, sad for Ryan, but <laughs> otherwise blue is the colour. Fuck off. Uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I mean, that, on just on yeah on that point there, like some the, the Chelsea fans, you, know, you hate like some of them saying, "Oh, it's it's not fair that, that we're being punished." And like, well, you know, you had twenty years of benefiting from. <laughs> yes. from, from, from some, you know, from Abramovich and, and his runner, you, you can't, you know, you've got to take the rough of this move. You, you, you can't be lords and him and then when he's quite rightly had what's uh, been happening to him, you, you can't then sort of start feeling sorry for yourselves. Yeah, I mean that's the top of it. I mean, kind of, you know, I've no doubt the same thing's going to happen to us in a number of years when, you know, people, people cotton on, well, people decide to start cottoning on to what's going on in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> the same thing's going to happen to us, which is why I'm, you know, willing to enjoy it while it lasts. But um, with Chelsea, as you say, like, they were probably fully aware of where the money came from. And it was, was publicised quite a bit at the time. And, you know, and people just keep pushing it under the carpet, so you kind of have too many surprises when it, uh, when it finally comes home to roost. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on, a, on a positive note on this, Christian Eriksen scored again. Are we not just like wholeheartedly, just so so delighted in how his last couple of months gone? I did wow. enjoy the tweet The tweet that said uh, Eriksen scored the last time Chelsea beat, uh, sorry, Tottenham beat Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Um, and in that time, Ericsson's left, won Serie A, died, come back to life, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then obviously signed for Brentford. So, I um, there, there was another tweet that was quite impressive today as well. Um, that Ericsson has um, again died, come back to life, 
and got into the form of his life, yet Calvert Lewin's still not recovered from injury. <laughs> it's, it's a hell of an injury he must have. Um, but I'm just delighted for him. You know, his goals yeah. international, getting the one at home as well, that must have been amazing for him in the stadium that obviously it all happened in. Um, I mean, that's it. I mean, it's absolutely sensational for him to have the the uh, the courage to come back and play, having had you know life sa- life saving surgery. Um, he could quite easily just packed it up and said, you know, I don't need to play on. Um, but the fact that he has and he's doing it at the very top level, you know, yeah, absolutely brilliant story. But, but I'm, like playing well, it's it's not like it's um charity case wouldn't be the right words, but do you know yeah, what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. It'd be interesting to see what he does next year because he's only on a six-month contract. Yeah. Uh, there's part of us wonders if he'll, he'll play in the World Cup for Denmark and then and retire. He might retire shortly thereafter because, for all it's, I don't know. I'd, I mean, I'm obviously not in his mindset, but he um, he might feel like he doesn't need to prove anything else. Sort yeah, of thing. he's moved his point. Maybe to himself, not to anybody else, but to himself. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, you say it's, if it's if he's absolutely 100 percent fine and able to play on, then maybe he will. But uh, must he's be. What? He's, like, he's only what 30, 31, is he? Is he even that old? I'm not sure. I th- yeah, I think he was. I want to say he was 30 when it happened. Yeah, that's scary. Even thinking back, I know he's made the recovery, but it's it's even a, a daunting thought. Um, but no, absolutely delighted for him. I think it's one of those stories that. Where football is nice. I mean, it doesn't happen very often in the game. Yeah. It's a very exactly. murky game, but. He's just turned 30 last month, February, oh. two months ago, whatever. He's born on, born on Valentine's Day. Oh, see, that's it. Cupid saved him. Speaking of lobby dubbiness now, um, Leeds won, Southampton won, um, and I'm sure you boys seen it, but a little quote on Ross's thoughts on this. Ralph Hasselhoff is just a sexier Neil Warnock. Living off Rowan's and set pieces. Dave, discuss. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Hasselhoff is a particularly attractive man, but I mean, I guess, you know, sex, <laughs> sexier than Warnock is one of the lower bars to try and make, wasn't it? But, yeah, I mean, as we, as we said before, you know, Hasselhoff was uh, clearly on Tinder or something at the minute because he started to wear his, his waistcoat and stuff, hasn't he? He's... Uh, <laughs> not going to find love in a tracksuit, but with a waistcoat, there's every chance. Um, Ward Prowse with another wonderful free kick. That's pretty much my only note on this. Leeds yeah. uh, Leeds were Leeds. Played quite well. If you could just get a set-piece taker, you know, like American football and football, <laughs> James Ward Prowse would be the most expensive player in the world because he'd be so important to so many teams. If you could just bring him on and take a free kick penalty or corner, you are He's, laughing. He's now, I think he's three behind Beckham uh, really? in, the, in the all-time free kicks list, which again wasn't a thing and never has been a thing. But like, to that sort of side, they were using it like a description yesterday. Every time they mentioned him, it was like, um, "What prowse is equalised being within three of David Beckham's total?" And like, wait, wait, oh, wait, wait, right. wait. I tell you what, Talksport's fucking conversation around uh, one of the other players was. Well, I'm afraid you won't be able to. You won't be able to talk about Tottenham without getting Jamie Carragher's head out of Harry Kane's arse first, which is well, oh, well, and, tr- well and truly gonna, entrenched. Well, that's going to fit the narrative that I'm going to go down, because this is where we're going. But anyway, <laughs> on, back to Leeds. Um, Leeds have done enough now, haven't they? They've kind of steadied the ship to, to stay safe. I think so. Um, I mean, obviously a lot depends on whether Burnley can start winning these games in hand, but what are Leeds on, 31 points? 30. Yeah, 30. Yeah, yeah, that's my magic number of you. 
what are they on? 30 points in 31 games. Um, I think they've got enough in them to get another five or six points, which is probably the top end of what you'll need. I think 30, it probably isn't that far away either, to be honest. So, um, yeah, they'll be fine. I'm really interested to see how they do next season with uh, with Marsh having a a summer with them. Um, Well, probably. I mean, I mean, Rafinha's almost certainly going to leave, um, and he must be responsible for. I don't know, 70% of their goals, either as assist or scoring them themselves, would you say? So I mean, that's going to be interesting. I, I, I think, I know there's apparently the last like, week or so, the reports coming out that Calvin Phillips is going to sign a new deal. I, I've just got a feeling that Declan Rice is going to leave West Ham in the summer, and I think that'll just go to Leeds with a big money offer for him. Well, it's possible. He's, I mean, we're lucky as a country to have Rice and Phillips as our centre midfield options, I would say. And Henderson. And, and Henderson. <laughs> Not to mention, you know, Jude Bellingham, yeah. who's, who's <laughs> also quite good. Um, he's not bad, him, isn't he? Yeah. But he so, doesn't play in England, so he's not good enough. I well, think he'll, he might be at you boys next summer, or next season. Oh, please. <laughs> do, do you mean us or Liverpool? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Liverpool. I, I think you're quite uh, at that level, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a shame. But you might get Jordan Henderson. <laughs> I, can, I, I can tell you now, we 100% will not sign Jordan Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we've done a ring about talking about football today, lads. It's, 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 it's made me smile. I've actually enjoyed this. Can, can uh, we keep that up for when we go on to the next show? Oh, absolutely not. No, I was going to say, there's, there's some stinkers to come. <laughs> <laughs> but at least the next one's going to be a fun thing. The, the, the game after that, I don't even want to discuss. Um, uh, Southampton safe, Leeds pretty much safe. Yep. Um, if Ross wants more on Leeds, then he can stop being a lazy ass and come on and talk about them. Um, <laughs> right, Simon. Wolves two, Aston Villa one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I just, there's not an awful lot that I really want to say. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, we actually. The first five, six minutes, we actually did had started on the front foot in this game, but what seems to have been really bad traits that we've developed over the last probably year to 18 months is if we go behind in a game, we just, so more often than not, we completely collapse to any adversity. I mean, the first goal was one of the most ridiculous goals. Again, the ball and then seemingly no pressure slips over and you think well, that's unfortunate and then the ball I, comes he, over the top he, he learned that from his manager by the way sorry <laughs> 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 well, it's clearly it's clearly been something that they have worked on the training ground because fucking Conson did the exact same thing five seconds later in the move and it skips <laughs> over his head and then then the Wolves get two shots away that we defend you know get blocks on and then it falls to Johnny, and he, he absolutely bangs it into the top corner. It's a it really, really poor goal to give away. And then for the rest of the first half, we were absolutely dreadful. The second goal, we can see obviously the own goal. You know, that's kind of, it's just another really shit goal to give away. But I mean, to be honest, we were fortunate to probably only go in 2-0 down at half-time. And the second half... 
I mean, the game was probably pretty much done, to be honest. We, I think we, we improved a bit once he made uh, a couple of changes. I think it was around the 70-minute mark he brought Brendier on. And, I mean, obviously, Ali, we were briefly discussing him before we started recording. <laughs> I, I don't really understand why he's suddenly out the team when he'd probably been our best player for probably about two months in December and January. He'd really sort of found his rhythm. So, yeah, it's disappointing to see him out the team. And when he's when he came on, we looked a lot better. Watkins missed a couple of decent chances that he should, be, he should have been putting at least one of them away, if not both. Obviously, we got the penalty, but, I mean, the game... I never really had any confidence that we were going to get back into it. Wolves saw stoppage timeouts. I'm going to be generous and say professionally. It was four minutes added on, and I'd say at least two and a half of those minutes were spent with them sort of squaring up to our players, having gone through the back of them, yet no extra injury time was put on. But uh, as I said, I don't think we'd have, we could have probably played for the 10 minutes. I don't think we'd have come back into it. We just, well, obviously, that's three defeats in a row on the back of three wins in a row. That's your classic mid-table team. I think, what, we're 10th, and that that reads like the form guide of a team. <laughs> that are bang smack in mid-table. There's, I think there's quite a bit of work that needs to be done in, in the summer. I mean, Gerrard was fairly critical, actually. He's been reasonably supported of them and, like, backs them quite well normally after games where we've lost. But kind of... I'd seen a few quotes uh, after the game yesterday of him saying, you know, if, if if the players aren't willing to do what I want them to do, then we'll have to get players in who are, which... I mean, to be fair, I, I think I've said before that most of this this squad is sort of on trial for the rest of the season as to who's going to be there next year. And I, I think there'll be a few that won't be, but it's unusual for... I was surprised to, to hear him come out and sort of say that quite explicitly. Gerard blowing somebody else. No, that's part of the course, to be fair. Um, yeah, so you, you you picked up on the player who I was meaning before we were recording... The, the Buendia one just makes no sense to me. He, he started very rocky at Villa, and fans were rightly unsure, high price tag, and you know, a lot of expectations on him, and he didn't start great. And then, basically, when Gerard came in, really, he, his game just changed, and he, he was by far the the best and arguably most important player, um, especially in the front front five six. And then, like, Coutinho obviously had that, one good game really <laughs> against United. Um, he's had he's had spells as well, but he's he's not exactly set the world alight. And Bendia's now you know dumped out and only getting ten ten minutes here, fifteen minutes there, and he's not the, he's not the type of player who who can do anything in that space of time. You know he needs to kind of grow into the game, and he's a workhorse. He's really good in the air. He's just I don't know. I just, I just can't I can't understand why he's not getting. More minutes. I could understand if you're winning and you're winning well and you know you're not changing. Yeah, but I mean John McGinn is like John McGinn. I, I'm one of John McGinn's biggest fans, and um, but he has been murdered for weeks. Yeah, well, the McGinn one is funny enough. I was talking with my brother uh, about McGinn the other day, and I th- I'm not sure we're using him right because you look 
for Scotland, I think he's got, I think it's 12 goals in 42 or 43 games. It's, it's in like one in three or something like that. His, his record at international level. And at Villa, he's, in his career, it's like one in eight. And obviously, like, you different standards of players that, that you're playing against in certain international games in, sort of in the Premier League week in, week out. But I don't, I don't know why, I don't think we're getting the best out of him by having him as deep as we have him. I think I mean, we should be allowing him to, to get forward a bit more. As for the Brendier one, yeah, I mean, when he first came, and to be fair, I think I did like, sort of back him and defend him a bit in that he, he, he he wasn't playing great, but he wasn't been playing. He wasn't been played in his proper position. He's been played out of position at the start of the season, and then it was when Gerald came in and he started playing him, you know, as uh, as a more sort of attacking player. That's where he looked better. And him, there was like a few games. Uh, I think the Leeds game at home, where him and Coutinho linked up brilliantly and, and were excellent, and they they've shown real like good. Uh, good moments together. They they obviously two very technically gifted, clever players. But if you're going to play, the problem is that we've got at the moment is you can't really play the two of them if you've not got a proper holding defence midfielder, which we just don't have at the moment. And I mean, I think when you and me way back in the summer did the uh, uh, like you know, we were doing the individual team predictions at the start of the season. I think I mentioned then we need a, a midfield destroyer. We need a whole midfield, and that was the priority last summer. It was the priority in the January transfer window. I, I'm just, I'll be absolutely gobsmacked if that's not addressed this this summer because, like I say, we're not at the stage as a team at the moment where you can. Really, if, where you can have two players on like Coutinho and Brendia in the starting eleven, if you've not got that proper midfield anchor, which we just don't have at the moment. Yeah, completely agree, Dave. I mean, you got any thoughts on this this game and obviously Villa as well, obviously, which is a bit more obviously yeah, personal for the I, podcast. I was going to mention about um, again. Um, I've got a couple of Villa fans on Twitter. I don't know if Sai. You know Dan Dan Bardell or Bardell, oh, yeah. but he yeah yeah he, he um he runs a villa something or other. But I looked at his Twitter the other day and there was quite a few fans saying that this is the first time since McGinn joined the club that he's really sort of stagnated. Um, which I mean when you think about well, you got him in the championship, didn't you? So he's 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 come through with you all, but maybe he's got to find find that extra level, or maybe it's time to move on, but. Who knows? Um, I think the general feeling was that your, your central midfield was, was a bit soft, um, which is strange because you don't really fancy, you don't really feel of McGinn and Douglas Louise as being particularly, you know, shrinking violets. But uh, well, Louise, what... Louise didn't start yesterday. He dropped. He know. was no, it was uh, uh, Ramsey McGinn and Morgan Sanson played. Ah, God, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, as you said earlier. It's obviously almost time to experiment. Week in, week out, because you've got players who are playing for their future, essentially. Um, I know Gerard's messed around with playing the three, and he's had Coutinho as like the one in front of them, but another train of thought I read on these comments was that Coutinho is not worth spending the amount of money it'll cost on him. He may as well spend the money in, you know, across more positions uh, and strengthen 100%. the core of the team rather than going all in for Coutinho. I, I would want us to sign Coutinho. I, I don't. 
I don't think if you've got the opportunity for a club like Villa where we're at the moment, the opportunity to sign a player like Casino permanently, I'd, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Disagree. Disagree. It was like Man City signing Rubinho just because they had the money. It'd be like Newcastle signing. Don't think of the games that you are signing. <laughs> no, because see again they signed like again Newcastle took a lot of stick for the signings, the Chris Wood and the Dan Burns, but signings they needed. You're signing yeah. Coutinho just because of a name. It's not though, but he's his away from home of the Leeds away game. He has struggled, but the home games this season, he's he has been excellent. Like I've been watching him live, he is he's an unbelievably gifted player, and we do we do need that. Yeah, but that three. gift only comes out for ten minutes out of ninety. And that hasn't been the case with, with us this season, and certainly the home guys. As I said the away games, admittedly, haven't been great, but then like the whole team hasn't, but. Some of the performances he's put in at Villa Park have been unreal. I think what you'll have to pay and what you'll have to pay in wages is doesn't. It's like covering children. The good doesn't outweigh the bad. <laughs> it's just we were just talking about Christian Eriksen being available in the summer, and I tell you what, if I'm Aston Villa and I've got the choice, I'm not saying that you could attract Eriksen either or, or Coutinho permanently, but if you've got the choice, both of them are saying we want to come, and even at the same money. I'm taking Christian Eriksen before I'm taking Bill Coutinho. Interesting. <laughs> and Coutinho gave me some wonderful memories, 100%. But for me, he's a YouTube player. It's like watching Neymar. You'll get moments of brilliance, but unfortunately, the, the bad that comes with it is just so bloody frustrating. And I just oh, think, Villa, if you were a settled team and you were just needing... You know, something to take you to the next level, then right, fine, but you've got too many glaring holes that need addressed first. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what the summer brings. <laughs> Probably no defensive midfielder and continue on 250 grand a week. Um, and for that, I will be delighted with your misery for another season, Simon. So, that thank you, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> All right, um, I right, Man City win next Sunday. <laughs> <you're a prick. laughs> <laughs> Last game on the Saturday, which is a walking advert for um, anybody with sleep issues, um, because this I was saying it's asked Simon. So Simon didn't watch this game. Just the highlights. David, did you watch the full game? Uh, I didn't. It was uh, you lucky, lucky buggers. Just too much for me. Um, <laughs> I say that in the point of WrestleMania weekend. This helped me get to sleep. This, it was just a terrible advert for football. Well, so, well, what I was going to say is that considering you know, Leicester have got nothing to play for really in the league. I know they've got European stuff to do, but um, considering Man United have got an awful lot to play for, I didn't feel like they had a lot to play for. Um, oh, it was a training game. Was, I know. And then you, you, I mean, it was ballsy of running to line up with the old four six zero, which was <laughs> an, an underused formation, which not only stunted them as a team but also killed Marcus Rashford's career in the same in the same move. So that that was good, and uh, yeah, they were, look, they, were, they were lucky to get a point, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, I I I I still think they definitely goals pretty harsh as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those. Where I'm surprised it was overturned. I think. 
It was at Old Trafford against Man United. Yeah, I mean, I was unsurprised <laughs> in that regard. But, uh... just, just, just on the decision, well, not on the decision, but on the moment, has anybody went back and watched what Harry Maguire's doing at the time? He's probably running the opposite direction, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's lying on the ground. Like, he well, literally just falls on the ground and dies beside the player. He's tired. He's just go back and watch it. It's ridiculous. He'd been watching the same game you had. He was ready for 40 winks. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was uh, really, really hard. I when I uh, come back from the gig, I was at last night. The, one of my mates, she's a Man United fan, uh, was stopping over, so we watched Match of the Day. We come in, and when my when the Madison goal went in, I, I kind of turned. I thought, I thought you drew one one, like because I can. Obviously, you would seen you gone two one up, and I was thinking, well, there's nothing. How surely this won't be disallowed? And then the two of us were watching. And even he was like, yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just... Again, it's another conversation. If somebody, one more person, tries to compare Varane and Van Dijk in the same sentence, they, <laughs> they need put in a cage with, like, a heavyweight boxer and might help them a little bit. So I, I can't even really remember him playing in any of the games this season. Like, I, he's had such little impact on that defence. I think it's always been his problem, wasn't he? He picks up like little injuries and misses, you know, when you're playing in three competitions, four competitions, that can keep you out for four games, can't it? So I think it's been a lot of that. Um, we've seen a lot of Lindelof, hasn't we? Which I mean, no one wants to say. Well, I mean, that's it. I mean, it's been him and Maguire, who is Teflon, somehow plays every game, uh, despite being out of form, shall we say. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Um... It was it was something, and Johnny Evans picked up another injury as well for Leicester, and we know how we know how that worked out for Leicester at the start of the season. Yeah, uh, well, it might not finish. I, I, I just, I mean, Leicester, as I say, they they should really win the Conference League. Looking at the, the teams in it, um, Leicester squad is actually ridiculously strong. When when everyone's available, it's just so rare that everyone is available. Um, I'll um, I'll ask a question on air that I I don't know if you had jump on yet at the time, but again it sounds like a picking on Rogers and I'm sure I said it before, but I know we keep saying that. Well, you you just keep saying because I disagree, but that the FA Cup might buy them time. But if they don't win the conference and the way the season's gone, can we see him ju- jumping or being pushed this this season? I think I, he's done as best as he can with his team, in fairness to him. I don't uh, think he'll be pushed. No, definitely not. I mean, they stuck with Claude Puel for a long time, and he was and he was hopeless, like <laughs> at everything. And you know, they didn't really want to sack him, but they did in the end. Um, the managers, their owners, just too nice. Well, that's it. But it doesn't belong in football. And I, I just think, you know, as you say, he's got the FA Cup in the bag. He's, he's He's brought them a lot of good times. They just fall apart at the last time, like last month, every now and again. Um, so I think he'll be there next season, unless for, for some reason a bigger club comes in for him. But um, yeah, so still I, there, I, yeah, I can't see any of the top brass really changing the, the manager, um, unless Tuchel leaves Chelsea. But uh, again, I think they'll have loftier ambitions than Brendan Rodgers. Unless, yeah, unless, 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 
Can he unless, well, unless they're skimmed, which is kind of the caveat and all that. I mean, Chelsea are kind of the big unknowns, aren't they? Like, I don't think they're going to be bought and like all of a sudden be potless, but I don't think they're going to have as much money as they would like. But I don't know. I don't know, Ali. We went to this before. I, I don't really understand that situation. Yeah. Like, how do you punish a club without punishing them? Your billionaire owner is going to sell you to another billionaire. Like, uh huh. <laughs> well, let's let's all cheer up and rejoice. Um, the the early game in today's games, West Ham two, Everton <laughs> one. What a lovely result. <laughs> I. What, what did I say in the chat earlier? Why do Everton's defenders sink a load of cowies before every single game? Like, <laughs> I just don't understand it. Like, like I mean, I've, I've, I've seen some terrible defences watching Newcastle over the last 33 years of my life. I mean, I've seen Boomsong, I've seen Bramble, I've seen Boomsong and Bramble together. <laughs> and I'm, yeah. not sure that, I'm not sure they're as bad as this. Like, and they were that, pretty bad. They, they were always the benchmark for me for comedy, shocking centre back partnership. But yeah, I think they've really been challenged like, there. Like this new series of Michael Keane and Friends is just—it's—it's—it's <laughs> it's, it's the best series yet. It's like how he managed to get—I mean, the, the second goal is an absolute masterclass where he's like, right, what we're going to do is we're going to get a Wobie to give the ball away <laughs> un- un- under no pressure whatsoever. But he's going to do so in a position where our centre-halves are inexplicably not a centre-half. So, you know, enjoy that. And obviously they did. Like, it's just so bad. And I know we, we love to, to, to rip on Lampard, but I mean, that's not his fault. Like, that's just crap. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how a Wobie manages to give that ball away, uh, I just don't know. And to compound it, on the the incident that led to Keane's red card, it will be slide titles to Corey. I don't know if you've seen this, but yeah. if you haven't, I encourage you to watch it back because absolutely for for no reason whatsoever, it will be who's not exactly you know a tough tackle midfielder. Decides to go all in on to, on to Corey of all people. I mean, he's, yeah, it's not Lampard's fault that the ball's been given away, but I suppose you'd say why on earth would you ever? Even if it meant that you had to play with ten men, why would you put Alex Roy beyond the football pitch? I oh, scored the winner against us, so I can't really speak. But <laughs> what, I, what I did enjoy was um, in the press conference on Friday, Lampard was like, "Anthony Gordon, he's played a lot of minutes for me. Got a big future at this club. I think very highly of him. Reward benched. No time for you, Anthony Gordon. Um, they've got a game with Burnley on Wednesday night, yeah. uh, and I mean that's." I can't tell you how big that is. Like, I mean, they're not good. They're now missing Keane and they're missing Mina and Holgate was limping around. And whoever plays the centre half is going to have to put up with Burnley ball. And I'm just not sure they've got the stones for it. I think, I think they, they may well get turned over by Burnley, and no one gets turned over by Burnley. Like, they've won like three times all season or something. I think I think Burnley are going to appeal that red cars because I think they'd rather Michael Keane on the pitch. Well, the thing is, Michael Keane used to play with Burnley, didn't he? he and that's not the type of thing Sean Dyche would stand for. I'm going to be out of my dancing stick, hoping. Oh, I mean, it could be clean up in Isle Alley on Wednesday night oh. if, if Burnley. <laughs> if Burnley there's, going be, t- there's going to be more mess if Burnley win this game than Simon <laughs> and a Tyler Mings goal. <laughs> That's it. I mean, you saw Tyrone Mings do it live at Wembley. 
Yeah. Well, unfortunately, yeah. I, I actually oh, missed it because we had, <laughs> we, we had to leave. Yeah, to, uh, uh, at least yeah. we saw at least we saw Watkins score, right? I know. Yeah, when I was at the game, uh, the lads I was with were Birmingham City fans, and they—I mean, they're not bunch anyway. They weren't happy that Watkins scored because he plays for Villa, and so I said, so I said, it's my hope is that Ming scores in this game to see your head explode, and he scored, and I didn't get to see their heads explode because we'd left. But yeah, God. Typical prawn sandwich brigade leaving games. Early. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a long drive back to the West Midlands. Well, that's true. Yes, I've got to grant you that. <laughs> uh, Simon, what, what did you think of my, my Aston Villa Birmingham mashup badge? I think it's best if I just don't say anything to that <laughs> because I quite like you, Ali, and I, I don't want this race to end. <laughs> <laughs> I seen it and I was like, oh, that's I, quite I, cool. I, I, I felt sick. Yeah, um, Jared Bowen with our goal though, gentlemen. Um, oh, he's back. Yeah, I, I'm still not sure how good he is. Um, I don't think we'll really know, I suppose, until he makes the step up to a good team. But well, it's well, he works really well in that system. Yeah, but you know, it's not like a totally unusual system. He just plays on the right side of a front three. Like it's. Uh, <laughs> it, it, I would like to see him get England games in the summer in the, what we can only describe as a feast of football when we play four Nations League games. Um, sorry, si- sorry, sorry. I think someone behind closed doors you won't be able to go to these ones, but you find a way. <laughs> You'll get a job as a steward or something. <laughs> <laughs> but that'll be interesting to see because that's you know England obviously play that system. Um, but uh, I, I think I was surprised to see him playing. He has, he, I think he had a fractured foot. He was, um, yeah. And I thought, I thought West Ham were going to focus on Leon on Thursday night, but instead he got a good 60, 75 minutes under his belt, scored, got an assist, had a great day. That's it, yeah. He took him, they took him off, didn't they? Yeah, brought him off for the ever-present ever Matt Noble. Um, top four's definitely gone for him, as I think that's what we said the last game, didn't it, Dave? And as you say, concentrate on, on the Europa, because again, they're one of the better teams left in it. Well, I mean, if they win against Leon against Barcelona in the semis, so that'd be fun. Yeah, and I suppose when we we last discussed this, I guess Barcelona really weren't the Barcelona that they're kind of turning oh, I mean, in. I mean, all of a sudden they're now like peak Barcelona, and all it took, <laughs> all, all it took was signing Mr. Negative uh, Aubameyang, and now yeah. everything's fine. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's not maybe it's not Aubameyang; it's the problem. Maybe it's their PE teacher, the manager, that's saying, um, <laughs> "Hey, it's not like they've got experience with that, Arsenal, have they?" <laughs> well, uh, maybe. Um, Dave, I'm afraid, last up. Uh, yes. Spurs 5, Newcastle 1, and it started so brightly with, with, with your your um, lover, basically. Like, he's a handsome man, is Mr. Shaw. I think he's my uh, lover, but. Yeah, well, I mean, for the first 40 minutes, maybe even 45 minutes, this was like. The new Newcastle, where we've kind of become used to this, where we're, you know, hard to beat, competitive, functional. Um, and, you know, we don't always win. It's see the Chelsea game, that kind of thing. Um, and I didn't think Spurs were really offering an awful lot. We, we'd kept them at arm's length without, you know, we weren't really playing well ourselves. We scored them a set piece. Um, and things were quite comfortable. 
and then the equaliser for half time, you know, and right, not a big deal. It was from a, from a, like a second phase of a corner. All right, it could be better, but you know, worse things will happen. Uh, and then I don't know what happened at half time, but so like Harry Kane came out and played really well, and we just couldn't handle it. He was he was dropping deep. He was playing the ball in behind. Um, I don't know where our defence went. Um, <laughs> well, I think obviously the problem is they didn't know how to deal with Kane dropping into those those pockets. And you know, if Dan Byrne followed him, that left a huge Dan Byrne shaped hole behind him. That's um, a big. It is a big hole. Um, and I mean, to be fair to Spurs, they they exploited us brilliantly. They they, they played pretty well. Um, they scored. Five goals from shit, from six shots on target, which is pretty ruthless, you have to say. Um, I think it highlights the gap we've got to try and close between us and the yeah. top teams because the way Howe sets up, it's with a team better than what he's got. You know what I mean? Like it, we 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 didn't sit back and play ten behind the ball, and you know we put, we pressed them in the, from their own goal kicks, that kind of thing. Um, which is admirable. Don't get us wrong. It's 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 what you want to see. I'd rather have that than. The sort of negative boost ball we've seen for the the last three years, but the problem is when you play against a really good team like Spurs, are in good form at the minute as well. Um, they'll play through your press, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're dealing with Kane playing balls over the top to Son, and they're just not going to miss those types of chances. Um, and I have to say, I, I thought Spurs were, were excellent. Um, their front three are really fluid. Like it's it's not always Kane who drops deep; it's Kulusevski yeah. sometimes, and it's. It's very hard to deal with, and I was, you know, I say I was impressed by them. We weren't great; we didn't help ourselves, but I thought Spurs played pretty well. Um, we were beaten by the better team. Hopefully, we'll learn from it. Um, there was a lot, you know, highlighted today where this team was very good against mid-table clubs, but playing against a, a, a you know, a top four contender like Spurs, they're nowhere near good enough. Um, Shelby, Joe Linton, Willock between them were nowhere to be seen, um, particularly in the second half. Joe Linton looks out of sorts against a you know, good side. Um, he's been one of the highlights of this turnaround playing in uh, playing in midfield, but today he could barely lay a glove on them and was sub before he was sent off, I think it's fair to say. <laughs> um, and I think all it has highlighted is that you know, Bruno came on after an hour. The damage was done by the time he came on, but um, he, he has a lot more about him than uh, than some of those players and once we've got the points we need to be absolutely safe um, I think we need to find you know ways to to get him in the team and be more focal with it as a more a more focal point of the team because he is clearly better than what we've got uh, and we need to find a way to build the team around him really um, so that's going to be interesting. We've got we've had four away games in a row, which is pretty unlikely um, to happen in the Premier League, but that's what we've had to deal with. We've now got three home games in a row, which is nice. Starting with Wolves on Friday night, um, which is not an easy game, but um, you just don't know which Newcastle is going to turn up at the minute. So, yeah, decent, decent little run coming up though. Um, Wolves, Leicester, Palace, and, and Newcastle. You know, not overly. Overly tough, not not obviously, not easy t- fixtures obviously, but like it's a nice group, you know, to to find out really where you are. And well, that's it. I think if we can win one of them or get three draws, whichever we, whatever you prefer, I think yeah. we'll be. I think we'll be absolutely fine. Um, I, I don't want to be going to that Burnley game on the last day of the season with anything riding on it. Yeah, get it all out of. Out um, of yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's you know, I, I think. 
we've, we've just got to get to, you know, 30, 34, 35 points. I think it's got to be the, the target. We've still got Norwich to go to, I think, as well, which yeah. they should be down by then, or certainly on the cusp. So, we've got enough games where we can get points from. Uh, I don't think we're going to go down. Uh, I do agree we're still in the, in the mix for it, but, um, I think we just need that win just to, just to totally steady the ship a bit. Um, but again, a bit like Villa, it's going to be a bit of a learning curve for the rest of the season where we just probably see which players are definitely not going to be with us next season. Um, and there's, there will be a few who I think we'd like to move on if we could. Um, but again, they've been with us for a long time. Some of them have been with us since the championship days uh, and should really have been moved on a few years ago. But for various owner-related reasons weren't, yeah, whereas yeah. now that won't be won't be so much of an issue. Yeah, this summer could be a really fun one for, for Newcastle fans and, and for neutrals as well who are just looking in. Like, it might almost be a game of football manager with the players you know, coming in and out, especially I think you would have signed a lot more in January had your like safety been assured. Uh, oh, there's, actually, there's no doubt some players were put off by... Yeah being bottom of the table, which, you know, I totally get. No one wants that on their CV. Um, but if we stay up, it's kind of like everyone starts from zero, isn't it? And uh, we're, we're miles away from the top six, seven at the minute. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's, that's not the target. For me, the target next season is to get in the top half. And I'm sure we'll, we'll buy enough players to make that possible um, and hopefully we achieve that. But... It's, we've got to we've got to be able to walk before we run. Yeah, yeah. As I say, it'll be a, a fun journey while you're going. Um, right, let's come on to um, that dickhead Carragher, um, and yeah, uh, the the our favourite nonsense social media radio channel <laughs> talks about as well. So my my point that before because the Carragher one's much more um, up Kane's arse, but. On TalkSport this week, they were discussing that Harry Kane is a better passer and crosser of the ball than David Beckham was. Right. Right. To me, it's just a little bit So a lot of people will say David Beckham wasn't even a good footballer. He was only good at crossing and passing, right? Which I think is ridiculous in itself, but which is fine, which means he was a world-class passer and crosser the ball, and now they are claiming that Harry Kane is better at it, which is ridiculous. And then yeah, Carragher's comments today, Dave. Well, I mean, when Roy Hodgson had Kane, uh, had Kane taking corners, he was a, apparently a lunatic, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> a corner talks, but that's a good idea. Um, I mean, Carragher today wouldn't stop saying how great he was at, I think he said he was the best finisher and the best passer in the Premier League. Um, I think Kevin De Bruyne is probably, probably better at uh, oh. the at the old spraying the ball out, but I say Kane's very, very good at what he does. Um, he picks the ball up deep off the centre halves, and then he's got Son, and he's got Kulisevsky, and he's got you know wing backs, and he's got all sorts to hit. Um, and I think it's, I think if you played him in centre midfield, you wouldn't get the same kind of output from him uh, in terms of assists, because I say half of the battlers that he's dropped, there's not many centre forwards who do what he does, who drop so deep and then spray the ball about, because that's not what centre forwards are typically there to do. Um, and I think that is obviously a big factor in, in him doing what he does. Um, it works for Tottenham. It really does. But 
I don't think he'd do that in, say, where deploying of players or anything like that. 100%. And it's why it annoys me when people talk about Trent going into certain midfield as well. Now, Trent gets... Not, I say gets away with it like it's a bad thing, but Trent gets so many assists and his passing looks so good. But it's because of the space he gets at right back. Well, it is, yeah. I mean, that's, that's we said this form where people are clamming for, for Trent to go into centre midfield, but... Um, he's he's never going to be as good as he is at right back in this system because it it just you know works really well from doing what he does. Um, why would you stifle that? Yeah. I, I don't I don't really see. People say the same thing about Rich James. Um, the difference is he played in centre midfield for a long time for, for you know for Wigan in, in was it the Championship or League One at the time, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's you know we know he can do it. Um, with Trent, why change him? You know, it just seems 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 unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. let's take out the mess right back in the world and put him in sentiment too. Well, she makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, right, top four battle, gentlemen. Um, again, episode sixty-five of this conversation. Um, are you sticking with Arsenal, Dave? I am, um, but I, I say I was very impressed by Spurs today, and they've got the bit between their teeth. And I think it'll be interesting to see how how um, Arsenal stand up to you know tomorrow night they've got Palace away which is yeah. it's a nasty little fixture you know we saw Palace hold Man City a few weeks ago um, they when they're up for it and that Salah and Salah is you know noisy it's it's not an easy place to go and it'll be interesting to see if Arsenal are, you know the new Arsenal whether they revert to type and lose one nil <laughs> they could beat Palace it's when they come up against anybody who's who's better than them. Um, they just melt. Um, on Arsenal, just just to highlight this, just uh, this is really petty, but it's been really bugging me. How did Arteta get Manager of the Month? When did he did he win the most matches? Nope. And he lost to Jurgen Klopp, who never lost a game, conceded one goal. I'm I'm, I'm struggling. I just <laughs> of all the times, like these awards mean absolutely little zero. But I, I don't understand how a panel can give Arteta manager a month where he can, he loses a game to the only manager who went undefeated and not conceded a goal. Yeah, that's an interesting one. It's, <laughs> it was just strange. <laughs> just, that's, that's I'm pretty sure Klopp's not losing any sleep over this either. But <laughs> I, just, well, I mean, Eddie, Eddie Howe won manager the month for February and we haven't won since. So, I mean, you know, read that what you will. <laughs> well, that'd be delight if Arteta doesn't win the rest of the season that week. Well, <laughs> maybe, well that's, maybe that's why they've done it. They thought, oh, we can't we can't afford to have the fates mess with Klopp at this stage of the season, so... Give it to someone who really enjoy it and not realise the consequences. Yeah, that's smart, smart, <laughs> aren't you? That's what it is. Um, <laughs> playing 4 day chess over here, mate. It's, uh... oh. <laughs> We're all just sitting playing checkers as well, eh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Simon, Spurs or Arsenal for the top four? I'm going to go Tottenham. I know Arsenal have got the game in hand and have sort of been kind of boringly functional but I think Spurs and Arsenal have got to, I think they've still got to play each other and yeah, Tottenham I mean to be fair when we were t- obviously we were talking about the top four over a number of you know different uh, weeks and I, I think I said a few weeks ago that Spurs if it wasn't for the fact that they asked Tottenham and are liable to throw in a Spursy performance I would yeah I would have like backed them like a few weeks ago but I think they lost like to Wolves and yeah. Burnley back to back didn't they and you kind of thought where's that come from but yeah they seem to have got themselves into a good rhythm of form and saw a lot of Davis saying earlier that front three now 
Kulisevsky is basically what Tottenham fans thought Bale was going to be last season, but they've actually signed a player who who wants to play club football. <laughs> so uh, they, uh, yeah, they look they're looking really really good. It's it's just. It's, it's, it's whether they, it's whether, you know, you were saying, will Arsenal be the Arsenal of old, or will they be, how they've been this season to get that result tomorrow? Is our Tottenham just going to revert to, to type? Um, so, but no, I'm, I'm going to go with Tottenham. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Spurs. Just the Kulisewski one, um, and I just, I don't want anything good to happen at Arsenal either. Um, <laughs> bottom three chaps, Norwich and which two? And this is the last time I'm going to do this until four games to go at least. I'm going to say Watford and Everton. Um, Mr Black, for yourself. Uh, I'm going to say Norwich, Watford and Burnley. Um, And Watford and Everton for myself. Um, Yeah. Uh, Here's a pickle for you. Is there any chance of Chelsea not finishing the top four? Well, well, the game in hand is to Arsenal, Dave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, see, Arsenal win tomorrow and then beat Chelsea. That's Chelsea down to fourth. Yep. Points wise, and there's only five points then between them and Spurs and Chelsea have to play each other. Let's have a look. Yes. No, no. But Spurs uh, have no. Spurs, I, Spurs, Spurs is running is not bad actually. But um, neither is Chelsea's. Unfortunately, Chelsea, Chelsea have only lost four games all season. Whereas Tottenham have lost ten. Arsenal lost eight. I, I mean, obviously that was a bad, bad result for Chelsea yesterday. But I, I would expect them to finish in the top four. If they did nothing, that would be an absolute disaster for them. It'd be a delight, though, wouldn't it? Oh, it'd be funny, don't get me wrong. I don't know but, what... Oh, but at the expense of Arsenal making it? Oh, I know. But just think about, as I said earlier, like, let's say Chelsea's heads have been spun a little bit by whatever's going on, right? They've also got one eye on the Champions League, so they've got Real Madrid. They've got Southampton away. I can see them dropping points against Southampton. Um, they've then got Real Madrid away. They've got Palace in the Cup, which, again, it's a Cup semi it doesn't really matter in terms of conversation what they do there. Three days later, they go and host Arsenal, which Arsenal got a good record against Chelsea, I seem to remember, in recent times. Um, and then they've got West Ham. And West Ham are playing well, generally. Uh, they then go to Everton, who are going to be scrapping for points by then. Lampard probably won't make a difference. Uh, they've then got Wolves, who are Wolves. Then go to Man United, and they finish at home to Watford, which is probably less important. But it's not the easiest. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, it should be look at least an interesting end of the season, regardless. Um, well, that brings us to the end of all the games, though, chaps. Um, what midweek games do we have? Is it worth a quick, a quick preview? We just got a few games on. It's just Burnley Everton. Alright, quick prediction then, gents. Uh, it's I. Burnley. Dave? Aye, Burnley. Okay, Burnley 6 0. I've just got um, just, just a, a little thing that Dave might be interested in. I, I saw a quote earlier today. It's 
Birmingham uh, Blues beat West Brom 1-0 today. And apparently Steve Bruce, and brace yourselves for this, he said after the game that it was the worst game of football he's ever seen in his life. Now, bearing in mind, he's managed a thousand ga- over a thousand games. Mm. How bad must this game have been for him to have come out and said that? Well, it's also <laughs> it's the first time Birmingham have beaten West Brom since 2006. And, and Steve Bruce, of course, is the West Brom manager, and he was the Birmingham manager when they won in 2006. So there you go. <laughs> Read that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, just if Steve Bruce is saying that's the worst game of football I've seen in my life, I, I mean, I, mean, I, would, I would say I'd, I'd feel sorry for the people there, but both sets of clubs and supporters are the scum of the earth so <laughs> it's a shame that they can only watch it for 90 minutes and it's a shame that both of them couldn't have lost today but there you go well, it sounds like the only losers were the spectators it was the worst game they've ever seen so you know it's not all bad news <laughs> it was a goal so surely it's got to be a step ahead of the Norwich and Brighton game it was a, it was a penalty so. Yeah, it's not a goal. Goal's a goal. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's right. goals. If Liverpool didn't have a goalkeeper, Dave. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's true. Well. Uh, right, boys. Well, I was going to ask Simon if there was any other business, but he's brought his up. Dave, any other business for yourself? Uh, no, I don't have business. Yeah, Dave, pretty much. All right, Dave, let everybody know where they can find you and what you have out at the moment. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cm9798. All the Jumpman blogs are cm9798.co.uk. Uh, and the YouTube channel is cm9798 players, which we're currently playing Pro Evolution Soccer on the PS2 in a Mass League. Yeah, get on his heads. It's, it's well worth it. It's out every Thursday. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the highlight of my week. Um, yeah. It's just. I can't believe I enjoy watching somebody play a game from like 1996. <laughs> I don't know what year it was out. It feels like it was 96. It's 2001. Was it? Was it that yeah. late? Wow. Um, yeah. It's just it's just fun. Um, and you have that, you have such a soothing voice when you're commentating as well. Dude. You should definitely you should podcast for a living. My, my voice has been my voice has been called many things, but never never soothing. But I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, and Simon, for yourself. Uh, it's on Twitter at Regan and for the fans who, who want to, to hear depressed people talk about their football club, uh, the Holtcast podcast and the website 7500toholst.com. Yeah, and for all other, of other fans, we will uh, post a Samaritan's number at the same time <laughs> to, to help cure that depression you're going through just now. Um, and sympathy for having Gerard as a manager. Look on the positive side, you don't have Frank Lampard. Exactly. <laughs> I wake up every day thankful for that. See, that's it. This whole Gerard and Lampard debate is over now. That's it, finished, ended. Um, you can find us at Man in the Post on all your social media platforms. Uh, Chris and the gang are out every Friday. Go back and if you've got a minute and you're just fed up with like, current football, Chris and Adam did a top 20, I believe. Strikers, forwards type thing between nine, 2000, 2010. I think or was it 2010, 2020. 2010, 2020. Um, it was actually quite a, an interesting lesson, so I do encourage you to go and check it out and yeah, make up your own list and, and tweet it out to the to the to the team. Um, it'll be fun to see some of your some of your lists. But um, gentlemen, thank you as always for joining me. Thank you. Thanks, Ali. 
and thank you at home for listening. We will be back next week, I promise. Um, and always remember, keep your man on the post.